some of the, the, that's when I felt like I was just hitting a brick wall over and over again. Those patterns that happen in your life over and over and over again, they're trying to teach you something. And I had to learn that even if it was my family, I still had to choose me. I still had to choose myself, my purpose, my life, my dreams, my goals, my growth, my authentic self, my higher self. I had to choose me. Welcome to Is It Worth It? The Self-Worth Podcast. My name is Roshni. I'm the founder of Self-Worth Coaching and the CEO of Betty Grew Up, a content creation and coaching platform. This podcast and my work are dedicated to helping you become your most empowered self and to remind you to detach your self-worth from your external life experience. This is powerful work and I am so grateful that you are joining me for another episode. If you've made yourself play small your entire life, done what everyone else wanted, felt uncomfortable setting boundaries, weren't sure if you were really being satisfied or seen or valued in any of your friendships or relationships or even your career life, I am so, so excited to tell you that the doors to my program, I'm Not Asking, are officially open. It's called I'm Not Asking because you are not asking for permission from anyone else any longer. You are not waiting around for anyone else to make decisions for you. You are not waiting around to see how you can please everyone else or how you can sacrifice yourself. The two of us get to work together and do a deep dive into your life. This is the time where we can figure out where you might be self-sabotaging, where you're playing small, where you're holding yourself back so that we can amp up your self-worth, your confidence, and really get you to the place of living your authentic life. This is the time for you to be there for yourself. There are only four spots for this program total. If you are ready to apply or learn more, make sure that you head to the show notes below. And without further ado, let's hop into this incredible episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Is It Worth It? Today we are jumping into what it means to seek permission and how self-worth plays a role in empowerment. The first thing I'm going to get into is what does it really mean to stop yourself or to seek permission? Like how does that translate into everyday life, right? So I have one example that's a little bit more small scale and then a larger scale example. The small scale example is say there's an outfit that you want to wear, whether it's a little bit more revealing, whether it shows, you know, just more skin or you have a body that is different than the stereotypical skinny or the stereotypical slim, thick kind of figure that's accepted now. And you are afraid, you know, maybe you want to wear halter tops or you want to show off a lot of skin, but you stop yourself from buying those kinds of things. You kind of get in your own way and tell yourself, no, it's not for me. I'm okay. And something that is coming through in that situation is that it's absolutely part of your authentic self to be free, to show skin, to show how much you accept yourself and love yourself. And that translating to how confident you're going to feel when you're wearing what you want to wear is next level. Like, yes, you might have some insecurities around it, but when you're comfortable and when you're wearing exactly what you want to wear and you don't let anything stop you, you shine and you absolutely radiate, right? Because you are doing what your authentic self wants to do. A bigger example is with jobs, right? So how many of us want to switch industries or we want to get paid more, but you're afraid of actually applying to those jobs or you're 
you're like, I have a job already. I don't need to leave. It's fine. You know, so you kind of settle for either a lower salary than what you might get somewhere else. You settle for a role that you're already familiar with instead of trying something new. And again, I'm not trying to say that covering up or staying at your job are bad. It's more just if an authentic part of you wants something more, right? And for so many of us, we're so not used to doing things outside of the norm or we're so used to forcing ourselves to stick to the plan, do what's normal, do what everyone else wants, do what's accepted, that you don't even recognize when you're stopping yourself, right? Because I feel like so many of us have had these experiences where we stop ourselves or we say, oh no, that's okay. Or, you know, you might even want to plan a big extravagant trip for your birthday. And then you're like, ah, you know, I don't, I don't really have the money and no one would end up coming and you know, whatever. And those are all limiting beliefs. Those are all beliefs about who's going to show up for us, who's going to like trust us, who we are able to be and what our life is able to look like, how much money we're allowed to spend, all of those things are actually limiting beliefs. And I feel that in breaking this down, it'll help you see that all those little times where you stop yourself or you say, no, I'm actually good or no, I don't need that. Those are actually times that you're denying yourself some of the pleasures that you want, some of the calls from your higher self, some of the actions that your authentic self really wants to take. And it's so important to follow those little nudges, especially if they come up over and over and over again. I'm not saying be impulsive and do every little thought you think of, obviously, and especially those of us with intrusive of thoughts know that that is not a good idea, but if it's something like wearing that outfit or going to that party or going to that city or applying for that job and you keep getting these little thoughts that you want to push away about how maybe you do deserve better or how maybe other people have it better, that's where your authentic self or your higher self are really calling out to you to say, hey, there's something more for us and we want something better than this. You know, it can even be the universe trying to push you to say, why don't you reevaluate what you think you can deserve? Why don't you reevaluate what is possible for you in this lifetime, right? And I think that talking a little bit more about the limiting beliefs that come up and realizing that those actually are beliefs that you don't have to have is huge, right? Because I was covered in limiting beliefs. When I was in college, when I was in postgrad, I had no idea how many things I truly was blocking for myself. I felt like if I had to be, you know, good or serious in my career, I couldn't have as many friends. I had to start, you know, being more serious about life. I had the belief that, you know, every single penny that I was making had to be thrown into my debt and I couldn't spend any money on myself. It took years for me to start feeling comfortable spending money on myself. I was stopping myself from what I wanted because I wouldn't even acknowledge what I wanted. I was so stuck in this is how it is. And when you're in that mindset where you're like, it doesn't matter if some people make money, it doesn't matter if some people can start a business or can start sharing their lives on social media. What matters is that I can't do that. What matters is that that's not possible for me. And that's the difference. That's where you know it's a limiting belief, right? Because you're not even considering the possibility of something better. 
I also want to say for us BIPOC, that's where the representation comes in, right? If you want to be a model and you were growing up in the 80s and 90s and you barely saw any people of color, any people with different body sizes than like a size double zero, then you are going to find it a lot less possible. But people still went for it. And even if only a select few people got it, that opened up more people's minds and more people's minds. I was born in like the early mid 90s. And so on TV, all you saw was white people, you saw white stories, white families. But if there weren't people watching those things saying, you know what, I still want to be there. So I'm going to share my life to YouTube, I'm going to have a voice, I'm going to, you know, not wait for permission and not wait to be cast in some role in Hollywood, but instead just start speaking up about what I want to say, just start sharing what I want to do, then we wouldn't have gotten to this point now where regardless of where you come from, there are so many people who have similar stories and similar backgrounds and similar experiences who are sharing online and who you can connect with. And now for a lot of people, or at least for kids growing up, and even for me as an adult, but for the kids who are growing up with social media and all of these things, while there's a lot of downsides to it, there's also a lot of upsides in which they realize that the possibilities are basically endless. There are people who are gender fluid or queer or polyamorous or, you know, from every possible walk of life being celebrated online because they found their community and because they found people who are accepting of that and who are excited or who relate to them and so on and so forth. There is a world for everything now and it wouldn't have happened if the people who were sharing didn't make a choice to do that even when it wasn't accepted. And that's what I mean when you look at the world around you and you automatically think, I can't do that. That's not for me. That's not for a person like me. That is the biggest sign that you are working with a limiting belief. If this is you, first of all, this is something that I do in my three-month coaching program, I'm not asking. The first thing that we really do is we look at your goals, but we also look at all of the limiting beliefs that are coming up for you, whether it's in multiple areas of your life, whether there's one specific thing that you want to do or become or create, and you're facing a lot of resistance, you're not sure what's stopping you, but you have a seedling of a dream, that is what we can start with in my three-month coaching program to really say, okay, you know what? This is possible for you. This will be a reality for you, and let's see how you can get there by starting to shift your mindset. When you actually start shifting that mindset to identify what the beliefs are that limit you, it automatically already starts separating you from those beliefs. And then the more that you separate yourself from those beliefs and take on new beliefs because you're actually reprogramming your subconscious thoughts, you're actually reprogramming your reality and what you allow in, that's when things start to change. And I know for some of you, you're like, yes, I'm with you. I get this. This is my life. But for a lot of you, you're like reprogramming your subconscious. Like that sounds like some weird robot matrix shit. Like I don't know what's going on. And what it really means is that we constantly have this role of subconscious thoughts going on in the back of our minds, whether it's, you know, about your trust issues or who you want to let in as a friend or, you know, there's a million things that obviously create your experience. And that experience is going to color the opportunities that you go for. And those opportunities and the places that you put yourself and the situations that you put yourself in, the environments that you're in, all of that obviously dictates your day-to-day life, right? 
So when you allow yourself to start actually looking at what your subconscious thoughts are saying, allowing them to rise up and saying, you know what, I've been telling myself that everyone I'm going to date is a cheater for so long. I've been telling myself that I'm only capable of living just above the poverty line for so long. I've been telling myself that every time I work and put my blood, sweat, and tears into something, I'm barely going to break even for so long. Those are all the things that you realize, wow, I if I want to see this happen in my life, I can't be thinking this way. And you start to really attract the opposite. You start to consciously tell yourself and focus on the opposite. And like I've said before, our brains just want to create the most efficient connections. So if your subconscious is telling you everyone I date is going to be a cheater, then you will find cheaters. Your subconscious will pick up on signals that other people are putting out that essentially can be synonymous with cheating behavior or you know, with certain red flags that you might think are normal or that you might secretly kind of want, right? It's kind of like the whole idea of you could have a bunch of problematic people in your life, but are you also part of the chaos? Are you addicted to chaos? And are you consciously finding people in situations that bring the drama into your life? And that level of looking for chaos shows you that you do have a role in what you're playing. And that's why when you look at pattern after pattern after pattern in your life and the same things keep happening, even if it's with different people, even if you have a, like a whole new cast, the same plot points are being played. That's when you know that you have a role in this, that something has to change. And that absolutely was true for me. I realized that I'd had so many issues with friends. I was having issues with other people and other things. And it wasn't that what my friends did was innocent and what I did was all of a sudden bad. A lot of the things that people said to me, a lot of the ways that they treated me was absolutely horribly wrong. But I had so much going on mentally, so much going on emotionally that I needed to heal from. I was so traumatized from my childhood and my past that I wasn't ready to even be in the real world in that way. I wasn't functioning on the same like wavelength as everyone else because I was so wrapped up in these beliefs that limited me in these ideas about myself that weren't true in these feelings of being unloved and unlovable and unworthy of love that kept me attracting people and situations into my life that were reflecting that back to me and so that's what I really mean by reprogramming your subconscious and attracting a new reality when you start to really take a closer look at those beliefs. When you start to kind of step into the scary, unknown darkness and say, what am I really thinking here? What's really going on? What do I need to heal from? Where am I in pain? That's when you can start healing those aspects of yourself. That's when you can start looking into the shadows and coming to a self-acceptance and then saying, I'm going to take control of what I can control. I'm going to make sure that this isn't my only reality. I just want to say that if you feel like you're experiencing the same thing over and over and over again, it's a major sign that you do need healing and that there are some stories that you are recreating. Like the universe will literally recreate the same situations for you to learn certain lessons and it'll do it over and over and over again until you finally learn the lesson. This is what hitting rock bottom really looks like, right? It The things escalate and escalate and escalate until it gets to a point where you think it can't get any worse and that's when you wake up and you say you know what 
I don't want this anymore. I want something different. I deserve better. And that first seedling is what it really takes to start making those changes. And of course, you have to be consistent. You have to remain accountable. You have to remain malleable. But when you're able to do that, the amount of strength that that builds up in you is next level. And anyone who's done this, probably a lot of you listening, know exactly what I'm talking about. The way that you see yourself after you do that changes. Because you realize that you are stronger than you've ever been. You realize that you can strip down your life to a bare nub compared to what it was before and somehow be even more fulfilled than you've been in your entire life. And when you're able to create that for yourself, when you're in that position of fostering that kind of healing and safety for yourself, you will never be the same person again. And I mean that in the best way possible. You are going to attract a whole new life with better situations, better people, and more abundance because you've been able to face these shadows and you will continue to face these shadows. But just as you do that, the lightness will come pouring in. So another quick example I have of stopping myself is, as you know, I am a self-worth coach and coaching has been a passion of mine for a really long time. But when I was first coming on to the scene and creating my YouTube channel and talking about coaching on Instagram, I actually booked a session with someone. They, you know, at the time I was offering free consultation calls, but they said, hey, you know, I want to book a session with you. We set a time, we met over Zoom. So we had the session. At the end, they asked me, how much do I owe you? And I said, oh, nothing. I offer a free consultation call, so it's fine. And they didn't book another session with me. And they did tell me, you know, the session that we had was extremely helpful, but they almost looked taken aback that they did it for free, like almost like they did something wrong. And I felt in my mind like, well, we didn't discuss money. So why would they want to give me money? I, I didn't even expect this. I was going to do this for free. And it definitely was a miscommunication. And nothing like that has happened since. But I found it so interesting in hindsight that I was literally refusing to accept money for coaching even though all I wanted and all I talked about was being able to get paid for coaching right? And it's these tiny little insidious ways in which we stop ourselves from doing what we want, in which we convince ourselves that our dreams aren't made for us. And it really prevents you from living the life that you're meant to live. But this is also why the journey is so important, right? You are meant to go through all these trials and tribulations. You are meant to confront your shadows along the way because that's how you learn. That's how you evolve. That's how you get better. I was catching up with a friend a little bit ago and they were talking about, how, you know, they were like, wow, you know, everything you're sharing online is so cool. And I was like, wow, thank you so much. Working for myself because I spend all week hustling and working and all I do is worry about the Sunday scaries all day on Sunday and then start the week over. And I'm like, oh no, it always seems like you're having so much fun on social media. But then a little bit later they were saying, oh, well actually, you know, I, I love this. Like this is, you know, the best Ever. I would never change my life. I would never change what I do. And interestingly enough, it also seemed like what they do wasn't necessarily their passion. And I totally understand everyone not wanting work to be their passion. You can have passions and hobbies and fun things that you do outside of work and just let work be work and that's fine. So absolutely no judgment on anyone's situation or mentality like that but I just thought it was an interesting example of someone saying you know I pretty much have fun like Friday nights and Saturday and the rest of the week I kind of hate what I'm doing but 
everyone else around me is doing it and it's normal so it's fine and that's one of the ways that we truly convince ourselves that our lives are okay because we see it reflected around us so something i also want to mention here is that living a fulfilling life always includes unlearning some of the societal conditioning that you've been taught and that's why unlearning a lot of these social structures is such an important part of my coaching practice no matter which program I'm hosting or which workshop I'm hosting or who I'm talking to. Understanding that the way that you were raised or the situations that you were brought up with don't necessarily have to be true or have to be your only option. And so sharing from my life again, something that really opened up a lot of doors for me was that realizing I didn't have to have children. And I don't know if I'm 100% child-free, but I do know I am child-free for now. I don't want a kid anytime soon. I'm still in my late 20s, so I definitely feel like it's just something that I don't want to do, but I do have multiple friends who have children. I have a few friends who have multiple children, and so it's not something that is unheard of either at this age. And I just had this breakdown one Saturday where I was putting so much pressure on myself. I was working full time. I was then also working on my coaching business on the side. I just felt like I was pulled in so many different directions. And I was over here in my early 20s saying no to social engagements or parties or hanging out with people because I had to edit content for, you know, my my practice. And I'm not disappointed that I took my work seriously. But I haven't even been posting to my YouTube channel lately, right? And that was the channel that I was so stressed about being perfect and uploading consistently and all of that. So when I was thinking about God, like, why am I under so much pressure? Why do I feel terrible? Why am I dogging myself about my financial situation and having to work full time? Like, I was over here comparing my life to people who are well into their 40s and thinking that I don't have enough or I haven't accomplished anything or I'm not successful. And obviously those people had 20 years of a career and a work history above me and I was still expecting myself to be where they were and I realized that a lot of that pressure was coming from the fact that I thought I only had until I was 30. For some reason, especially in the South Asian world, but also in, you know, American media and Hollywood stuff and and just growing up in a very conservative place in the South, I was basically taught that like women die by the time they're 30. Like it's just it. Like you live for your 20s, you live to be skinny, and then you have a bunch of babies. And by the time you're 30, you're done. Like that's, you don't get to have options anymore. And that idea was so glorified and I didn't even realize I was holding on to it. And when I thought like in my mind, I was like, well, of course I have to stop at 30 because that's when I have to have kids. And I was already with my partner for a few years and he's like, what are you talking about? Like, are you okay? <laughs> and I was like, what? No. And I realized like I, I don't have to have kids by the magic number 30. I don't have to be out of commission and stop existing and stop chasing my dreams by the time I'm 30. And I also don't have to have kids at all. I was realizing that I was in such a place where I knew I wanted to provide for my kids. I knew I didn't want my kids to be financially struggling. And because in my mind that all happened while you were 30, I thought that I had to build my fortune and create my empire and do all of that before that time. And this is when I was like 24 and I was already putting all that pressure on myself. And so unlearning that 
you don't have to have kids, that if you do have kids, you can do it past the age of 30, that everyone's life doesn't have the same structure and have to look the same. That's when I realized how much of myself was really stressed out over that idea and letting go of that was the most empowering feeling. Whether it's ideas around family and what a family looks like, relationships and what relationships look like, whether it's about being child-free or unlearning shame and judgment that came up through your religion or your religious upbringing, there is so much that unlearning in terms of societal expectations or societal conditioning can give back your freedom to you. Let me say that again. Unlearning societal expectations and societal conditioning gives you a sense of freedom, gives you back a sense of freedom, and it opens up so many new possibilities and opportunities in your life. There's also, speaking of unlearning religious upbringing and shame coming from religion. Like I said, I grew up in a really conservative town in the South. My parents were very Christian. I grew up in the evangelical church and in Southern Baptist churches. And, you know, it was all about converting people and missions. And and there have been so many people online talking about, you know, being an ex-evangelical. So leaving that and unlearning all the things that you were taught to believe for so long, all the fears you were made to have for no reason for so long. And it really is such a process. And I'm so grateful that there's a community out there for it because you don't even realize how much of the shame, the expectations, the pressure you've put on yourself have come from outside of yourself. And that's again why I talk about how the inner critic started out as someone else's voice. Your inner critic is not your own voice. It's someone else's. Thinking about your childhood bullies or your parents or whoever it was that made you not feel good enough when you were young, ask yourself if your inner critic sounds like that. See if you write down thoughts from your inner critic, whose voice does that sound like? And I did an entire workshop around this that's actually available online for only $11. I did an entire workshop around understanding your inner critic, recognizing what those thoughts look like, recognizing what your limiting beliefs look like, and turning that around so that you can start consciously attracting a life and a mindset that is actually aligned with you. And that's actually available on demand. You can buy, download, and stream that workshop anytime. I do timed exercises throughout and talk you through every single piece of it so you can do the exercises with me. It's actually really fun. I've gotten great reviews from it. So if you're interested, I will leave a link in the show notes. So if you're not the workshop kind of person, again, this is all the stuff that I talk about in my one-on-one coaching and especially in my three-month one-on-one coaching program, I'm not asking. So in that program, we can really confront what your limiting beliefs are, what were the ideas that you grew up with and how they manifested into your fears and your expectations today. And that can help you let go of things that weren't originally yours in the first place so that you can find yourself. And this is one of my favorite things that I like to do with people who I'm coaching is see their faces and their reactions when they realize that something they've believed their whole life is actually not something that they have to carry with them any longer. Just the relief and the strength that people find in that is really some next level stuff. You also don't realize how easy it is to unlearn 
learn these things until you've done them. Like that moment of relief also brings forth, like I said, a whole new world of possibilities, but also it's a much faster process of leaving it behind than you might think. The um, way that people catapult into their authentic selves is unreal because you start to realize, you know what? I don't associate with that. I don't align with that. I don't align with that. And that's fine. I'm going over here. And that self-worth that you have that you've cultivated by that point is going to keep you feeling secure in the decisions that you're making. Even if you face some self-doubt, even if you face some second guessing, you're ultimately not going to go back. And that's what's important, right? Because we're all humans. Of course, you're going to face doubt when you're doing something new, when you're stepping into the unknown. Doubt will be there. Fear will be there. Lack of motivation will show up. But if you continue on your path and if you ride those little bumps out and you allow yourself to continue making aligned decision after empowered decision after aligned decision, you will truly see new things manifesting in your life and a whole new realm of possibilities as you are living in the body of your authentic self. And that's that's the ultimate goal in life. What more can we really ask for? Starting to do things because you want to and not because you have to is freedom. That's what freedom is. Doing whatever you fucking want. <laughs> So many people will say, well, that's just not possible for me. But in today's day and age, with the amount of alternative lifestyles that are out there, with the amount of ways that you can make money in new and different places, situations, with the amount of possibilities that the internet can bring us, you can truly make your wildest dreams come true. I'm not saying it's going to be easy and I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight, but whatever you want to create and do, you can make happen in this day and age. And allowing yourself to experience those things is a gift. And ultimately, the biggest gift that you can give yourself. So I also want to wrap this up by talking about the most empowered decision that I've made in my life. And as you know, if you've been watching me on Instagram or listening to my stories and listening to my life updates, I have made the decision to refrain from speaking to my parents at this time. I never thought it was possible for me. I didn't grow up with any siblings. It was just me. So I felt like I was either always alone or kind of being ganged up on. And I didn't ever feel like anyone was on my side. And through some of the circumstances that essentially have happened my entire life, but have also happened recently, I realized that like, I just couldn't do it anymore. I realized that it's not like I was being financially supported by them. It's not like I was getting any sort of help, but I was constantly being talked down to and being told what to do and who to be and how I wasn't good enough. And it's no coincidence that I'm a self-worth coach and my whole life I was made to feel like I'm not worthy. And a lot of the circumstances that I grew up in translated to me not feeling good enough. So by choosing not to engage in these conversations and breaking that line of communication, it was the biggest decision that I've ever made and it was one of the hardest decisions that I'd ever made, but one person can only take so much. And I just wanted to share my story a little bit with you because because I experienced self-doubt. I experienced the act of questioning my decision. I wondered if I was making the right choice or what would come from my actions and I thought about going back on my own words so many times but I didn't end up doing it and I didn't do it because the deepest part of me knew that this was the right thing and that even if I 
decided to change my actions, it wouldn't actually change the circumstances that I've come to know for my entire life. For so long, I felt like I didn't have permission to be myself in the relationship. I didn't have permission to speak my mind or speak my truth or make jokes that I would make or act or talk like I would normally speak. I felt that even in my external life, I was constantly seeking permission. Anytime that I made a decision that my parents wouldn't have made or didn't agree with, I was made to feel like I was screwing up my life and constantly making the wrong decisions and that it would blow up in my face. And I was essentially taught to expect negativity in my life. And since making this decision, I've realized how much of myself was seeking permission for my whole life. I always felt the need to have someone validate my decisions. And whether it ended up being my parents or not, eventually it would turn into my friends or my best friends or my partner. And I would need them to think that I was making the right decision. And I didn't know why. I felt like, I, oh, I'm just trying to think through the options. I'm just trying to, you know, sort this through or be rational about it. But it wasn't that. It wasn't that I was trying to be rational because I've accomplished many things in my life. I know I'm intelligent. And if I wanted to make a rational decision, I know that I could still do that on my own. But those were the excuses I was telling myself because deep down I needed someone to say, yes, you're doing the right thing. Yes, this is where you sh should be headed. Yes, this is the right answer. And there are no right or wrong answers in life in that way. Yes, there's some things that are morally wrong and some things that are morally right in terms of like actually hurting another individual or abusing another individual. But other than those kind of black and white things, there's not really a right or wrong answer about which job you should take, whether you want to start your own business or whether you're with the right person, right? It, there's so much gray area and I was never taught to deal with the gray area. And so that was really foreign to me. And I thought, if the answer isn't black and white, and if someone isn't telling me that it's the right answer, then I don't know how to function. I don't know what to do. But it ended up really putting a lot of weight and a lot of pressure on my friendships or my relationships because I wanted someone to tell me what to do. I, I would talk about things and talk about things and say, I don't know what to do. Help me make a decision. And there were so many times where my friends said, you know, that's too big of a decision for me to tell you what to do. You have to be able to come to that by yourself. And because that was something that I was never taught to do growing up or that I was encouraged actively not to do even as an adult with my parents, I felt so lost. I felt so confused. I felt so behind in life. I felt like I wasn't a real adult because I, I don't know. I, I just felt almost like an infant or like a little kid again in this adult's body. And I didn't know how to act or how to be. And after making this empowered decision, I realized that all of that really did connect back to my parents and the fact that I would be shamed for certain decisions or be talked down to or yelled at for certain decisions. And it wouldn't just be once. It would be over and over and over and over and over again in every single one of our conversations. I was recently a guest on the La Luna Eris Thu podcast with Ines Kelly and I opened up about how sometimes it would take me two weeks to recover from just a phone conversation because of all the insults and the shame and the stress that came from it. 
And when I was in that state of whiplash, going back and forth, judging myself, judging my decisions, when I when I finally had the strength to make authentic decisions and to be who I wanted to be and to start making steps toward that, and then even those authentic steps of being myself and of making my place in the world were shot down, that's when I felt like I was just hitting a brick wall over and over again. Going back to the beginning about those patterns that happen in your life over and over and over again, they're trying to teach you something. And I had to learn that even if it was my family, I still had to choose me. I still had to choose myself, my purpose, my life, my dreams, my goals, my growth, my authentic self, my higher self. I had to choose me. And it didn't matter whether it was a stranger or someone online, or my parents telling me that I couldn't and shouldn't do what I was meant to do. But making that empowered decision has started a catapult of things rolling and moving and changing in my life in the best ways possible. I've been able to stand on my own two feet and stop feeling like a child in, adult, in an adult's body because I'm able to stand behind myself because I've stopped seeking validation. I've stopped seeking permission. I've been able to make decisions and stand by them and trust myself and stick to trust more than I stick to the bouts of doubt. And that's what I wish for everyone. If everyone felt as empowered as they really do, there would be a lot more thoughtful, conscious action than reaction. When someone is reacting to every little thing, and I can even speak for myself, I still have moments where I get angry, where I'm reacting instead of consciously making a choice. And in those moments, it's a stream of limiting beliefs running around in my mind. It's a million things telling me that I'm not good enough, that I'm never going to be good enough, that, that I'll never be successful, that I'm a failure, that I'm a loser, that I'm hopeless. Those are the kinds of things that are going on in my mind when I freak out and react to something. And I know that that's how it is for anyone in that situation. And when all you do in your life is react and react and react, it's like, wait, if I could actually take my mind out of this place, if I could actually start thinking differently about who I am and what my choices and options are, it would be a whole different ballgame. It would be a whole different situation. But so much of that reactivity comes from the lack of feeling like you have control. When you feel like you can't control anything, you're not going to feel like you can step back and make a conscious decision. You're feeling like you are being swept under the water, like you are fighting back under all these waves and all this pressure, and like you are going to do anything that you can damn well do in your power to stay above water. That's what reactivity feels like, and that wouldn't happen if you didn't feel like you were in over your head. But where does being in and in over your head come from? It comes from your mindset. It comes from the thoughts and the whirlwind that's going on in your head right now. I also shared something on Instagram yesterday, and I really wanted to share it with you. I've been going through a period of overcoming a lot of resistance that I've been facing, trying to resist change, trying to resist things happening in my life. And what I shared yesterday was that my fears weren't just coming from the change itself, but my fears were coming from my treatment of myself amidst that change. I was resisting things and being so rude to myself. My inner critic was shining. I was being my biggest bully and I was 
telling myself why I deserved to fail, why things didn't deserve to turn out the way I wanted them to, why struggling was going to be my life story, why, why things were all out of my control. That's the narrative that was running in my mind over and over and over again. And when I was able to finally break through that narrative and start telling myself that things were happening for me, not to me, that I was going to grow, that I was changing, that I was only heading into bigger and better things that I do actually deserve, that's when I realized that it wasn't about the change. I wasn't afraid what would be different or how my life would be different. Yes, it brings up a little bit of uncertainty, but that wasn't really my fear. My fear was you have been such a bitch to yourself other times when your life has been changing or when things have been falling apart that I'm afraid that I'm gonna, that you're going to do that to me again right? I was literally afraid of myself in those moments. And that's when you know something has got to change and I'm actually in control of that change. Because you can have a chaotic life and that doesn't translate to a chaotic mindset. So it doesn't matter if you're busy and you have a million things going on and you have kids. There are people who have kids and have a million things going on who also have a mindset of growth, self-acceptance, and self-worth. So it's not that you can't handle your own life. You can, but you can't handle it from that place where your mindset is already drowning, where you feel like you're just keeping your head above water in your mind. So then every other thing happening in your life is a trigger. It's immediately going over the edge. And so when you spill your coffee on yourself in your car on your way to work and you're already running late, that's when you lose your goddamn shit. You lose your fucking mind because... You're barely treading above water. And when you're going somewhere you don't want to go and you're up at a time that you don't want to be up and you're swimming in thoughts that don't feel like your own and then you make a mistake and then the shame starts hitting, like it turns into a tornado when it's just a simple thing. And it wouldn't happen like that if there wasn't already shit almost hitting the fan. It's like those external triggers finally take it above that threshold and you lose it. But it doesn't have to be that way, and that's not a personality trait. The last thing I want to say here is a lot of people really will say that their personality is, oh, you know, I'm just fiery, I'm just a firecracker. And yes, there are people who are exciting or loud or funny or out there or outgoing, but losing your mind and having anger issues is not a personality. Freaking out on everyone around you and treating them like crap and talking down to them and being condescending is not a personality. That's not just you being fun and you being quirky and something that everyone else has to let slide. That's actually a problem. And you're being the worst to yourself as much as you're lashing out to everyone else. It's a massive sign, a massive arrow pointing to yourself and saying, I'm my biggest bully. Bully. I don't think I'm good enough. I have low self-confidence and I shouldn't be here. And you don't want to live your life like that. I know you want better than that. And it is scary to look at those shadows. But that's also why having a coach is so helpful. When you have someone there to say, hey, I've been there. It's okay. What you're going through isn't abnormal. We've all had times where we maybe have betrayed ourselves. We've all had times where we've regretted a decision or wished we'd done something differently, but that's called learning a lesson and that's life. And having someone there who can encourage you and motivate you and hold space for you when you are getting worried or you're feeling anxious about all the times in your life that you wish things could have been different, that 
Help is next level. And that's why I say that coaching is collapsing a timeline because when someone is able to not only look at their life and their own healing, but their clients' lives and their clients' healing, when someone is willing to integrate all of those things and put them together to focus in on you and what you can learn and how you can grow and how you can do that from a place of love, that is collapsing a timeline because there could be years worth of lessons in some of those sessions that you are sitting in. I've stopped myself from selling. I've stopped myself from earning money. And one of the biggest things that changed was getting coaching in between, realizing it is normal to make money, realizing that my business isn't a hobby, realizing that I deserve money, that my struggles in the past haven't been because of who I am as a person and that I do deserve more and allowing myself to claim that and then bring it down to a deep cellular cellular level where I can embody what it is like to be someone who earns money and who feels like they deserve it. When you have someone willing to sit there with all of their experience and facilitate those opportunities and those discussions for you, it's the biggest form of self-care. And I can say that because I've been on the other side of it so many times. I just recently had a spirit session with um, Krista from Pink Opal Magic, and it was incredible. It helped me face so much of my self-doubt and start really being able to push past it because of the certainty and the comfort that I felt from that session. And this is something I want to say as well. You are, like I said before, are going to face self-doubt. You're going to face bumps in the road. No matter how much you've healed, there's going to be a next level and a next layer and a next unfolding. But at the same time, my life already, what I've accomplished, what I've allowed myself to do, what I have under my belt still in my 20s has been next level because I stopped asking for permission, because I stopped second-guessing myself to the point where I was able to let go of perfectionism and say, no, I'm going to show up even if it's imperfect. I'm going to show up even if there's things I could change or make better. And those factors and those qualities have allowed me to have experiences, connections, friends, opportunities that I never would have thought would be mine. So if coaching is something that you're interested in, you want to learn more about, I offer both one-on-one single sessions, so just a one-time session, and like I said, my three-month coaching program. So my three-month coaching program, the deadline to apply is September 30th. This is just a couple of days away, so make sure that you head to the link down in the show notes and fill out the application. It's three full months of coaching, includes 12 plus one-hour sessions. It includes access to me in between those sessions. It includes all my experience and all my modalities from embodiment to NLP to EFT. If you don't know what these things are, I walk you through everything, right? You don't have to have a working knowledge of any of these tools or any of these modalities. I promise that none of them are scary and they all just help you bring these lessons into your body. And that's a massive part in incorporating your full body, mind, and soul into these experiences. If you are interested in working with me, make sure you head to the link in my show notes below, fill out the application, get yourself enrolled, and know that even if you're facing some doubt, even if you're feeling a little bit scared, this is about you becoming your most empowered self. This is about you unleashing your authenticity into the world and it's something that you will not regret i can promise you that 
Thank you so much, as always, for joining me for another episode of Is It Worth It? If you've been enjoying this episode and think it would be helpful for others, please make sure that you rate and review the podcast. It really helps me so, so much in supporting the podcast and helping it reach new audiences. And if you are able to write a review and email me a screenshot at hello at you'll be able to receive 10% off of any of my single session services. So that includes single session self-worth coaching and single session tarot readings. All links to my other content, my services are all going to be in the show notes below. Thank you again so, so much. I deeply appreciate your listenership and I hope you have a beautiful day ahead.